join in on the conversation, call 852-1234. Glad you're with us. Please do stay with us because our conversation already beginning off air now continues as Tony Wood, who is no stranger to me or to the folks at Trinity Church, and many of you will know the name, is here with us in the studio to talk about his passion, which is Carmen Ministries, a ministry which serves as a conduit between young men and the society as Tony, as a man of Christian faith, uses his faith and the resources that others share with him to help young men reintegrate into society after being in the, uh, the prison system. Tony, good morning and thanks for being here. Well, thanks for inviting me, Frank. Before I start, I want to share my heart with you personally, Frank. I want to thank you and your church and several other churches throughout New Jersey mm -hmm. that supported this ministry through finances, participation, and prayer for well over a decade. And I could not have done it without you. And well, thank you. Well, thank you for this opportunity really to share this ministry, which is my passion. And anyone who knows you, as uh, many in the community do, know that when we say passion, it has got a hold of you. And it has been kind of working on your heart for a long time. How long have you been not in Carmen Ministries, but just had a heart for this ministry with uh, folks who have been in prison? Well, someone asked me that question last year, and I started counting. It's been about 34 years now, Frank. Actually, it started when I was um, living in Tennessee, and I was asked to do a Bible study in a, in a Methodist home. And I wasn't really scripture literate, but I, I jumped in both feet, and I did that for six or seven years, and there was a lot of success. And and I knew that's where I belonged. So that's when it started. And that, that's been about, it's been about 34 years now. Now, was, was that passion? And, and again, sometimes our experiences, you know, I don't believe uh, that uh, God works through, uh, I mean, I do believe God works through coincidences and opens doors and closes doors. Early in your life, I'm trying to get to this, Tony, did you have any experience uh, with jail or prison, not that you had been in, but that just any interaction that kind of got your attention early on? Well, Frank, I grew up in the inner city. I grew up in South Philly. And prison and all of the, the addictions were a way of life. And that became a way of life. But when God blessed me to go on to college and things like entered the corporate realm, that all kind of, I'm thinking I'm moving forward and I think the world is moving with me. Mm -hmm. But later on, some things happened in our life. I discovered that the world was not moving. Mm -hmm. I got involved in prison ministry, uh, New Jersey through the Gideon ministry, working at Warren Acres. And what I saw with the same kids over and over and over again, coming into the system, back, boom. And then I started freelancing, helping them, you know, and it came overwhelming. And at one point I had to make a decision. Either I'm gonna follow my calling, or I'm gonna stay here right where I am, where I was at the time, in the corporate arena, and I'm gonna answer God's call. So I answered the call. So for many, many years you did this, you did both, you did the corporate thing, but then this passion just wouldn't let you go. And so when did you decide, and how did you decide really, to, to give up a business career just to do this ministry full time? God made it rather difficult for me. I was like that Jonah. Hmm. So it was a question of either I'm going to be miserable or either I'm going to answer the call. Hmm. I'm going to trust God. Or what? So is it just a question of total surrender? And that wasn't easy. I and mean, it's still difficult. But mm -hmm. as I persevere, I'm learning the meaning of faith. And that's one thing that you taught me. So faith is driving me. Um, my love for God. My love for the 
for the men I deal with is the thing that drives me. And that, that's the thing that sustains me. And let's have, let everybody be pretty clear. You gave up a salary, uh, a fairly good job, uh, probably a secure job that you could have stayed with for many, many years to do something that you felt God was calling you to do that had no guarantees, uh, nobody was offering you a salary to do Carmen Ministries, this was just you. And another gentleman, Jim Boyd, Jim Boyd, he was the one who kind of gave me the boot and said, tell me you, you gotta do this. Mm. And so it was, a, it, was a, it was a quantum leap of faith. But I, I've learned that um, God provides mm. his ways and our ways and God has shown me his love through the churches, much like yourself and people who have encouraged me through some very, very difficult times. Mm. And God allowed me to go through some things so I can help and understand the men that I deal with. Because a lot of them, when I locked up for an extended period of time, they lose everything. Yet they have nothing but faith. So God put me through that so I can empathize with so them. So you can understand what some of these folks are going through. Exactly. So since uh, 2001, when Common Ministries was incorporated, you've been full-time doing this, uh, I wouldn't call it volunteer, but almost volunteer, with uh, the funding coming from uh, a few sources. Mm -hmm. uh, and your goal is to do what for these gentlemen? Successful reentry into society and really unite them with their families um, because the they're healing. A lot of them have a lot of deep wounds that weren't addressed and it led to this behavior that led to the incarceration. So really I want them to deal with the issues that led to the incarceration to heal from it and go back and implement the healing in their family. So it's all about building that family. One thing that Mother Teresa, she was asked the question, how can we solve the world's problems? And she said, go home and love on your family. Yeah. Yeah. The men that I deal with are my family. They're, they're my children. So I treat them as though they were my children. And everything that goes along with being a parent, they get the boot every now and then. They get hugs and kisses, but they're my family. And so they're in and out of my life. I mean, most of them are adult men. Some of them in the corporate arena, the private sector, and they're working. And I don't really get that involved because I want to protect their privacy. Mm -hmm. But God has really blessed Carmen Ministry um, through the churches and through the love. And we're going through a very, very difficult time here in America when we come, when we talk about Christianity and things like that, but Christians are doing some really good work in their churches. And there's a lot of work to do because our prison system in America currently has more inmates, you tell us, than any other country in the world. As we speak, there are like 2.4 million part of the system, which is kind of appalling. Of course. Because number one, it doesn't work about something like 70-80% of those that are released get rearrested within three to five years in the adult system, about 80% in the juvenile system in the adult system. Mm. But one component I'm finding out, like 98% of the men I deal with, there's been no father figure yeah. in their life. Yeah. And if he's been there, he's been in mostly action mm -hmm. for one other reason. And then, and then the, the mother may have an addiction, so she's dealing with her issues. So these kids are essentially raising themselves, and they don't have a father, so I become dad. I got a new son yesterday at church, the guy that Rob's working with, and he, we were talking, and I said, I'll see you later. He said, okay, Dad. Wow. Wow. Just to fill right. an incredible void in people's lives. Right. We're going to take our break, but certainly you get a sense right away in talking and with and listening to Tony.
Tony Wood, that Carmen Ministries does some significant work in the lives of people who have been incarcerated and then are returning to society. And you're going to hear from two of them after these messages, as we're going to talk with John and Robert, both of whom have spent significant time in and out of prison and who have now found their way to Carmen Ministries, who, are, who is helping with Tony's leadership, along with Jim Hoyt, uh, find a new way. And that includes faith, but that also includes family and new beginnings. So you're going to hear two powerful stories right after these messages. You're listening to Let's Talk About It by WRNJ. We'll be right back after these messages. Let's see. We've got the communion party and the graduation party, a christening, followed by Brian's birthday. Oh, how are we ever going to... Oh, I've got it. Mama's catering. That's perfect. They always get it just right. Oh, and then we've got friends from out of town the following weekend. Let's see. They love Italian. Well, well they love Italian. They'll certainly love Mama's and Cafe Bocce. Now, where we go after dinner? Someplace fun. But wait a minute. Mama's and Cafe Bocce has live entertainment on the weekends. Excellent. If only everything was this easy. I guess the only question left is... Where would I be without Mama's? Mama's offers delivery setup and service, or two on-premise rooms for your perfect size event. And Mama's and Cafe Bocce in Hackettstown also offer gluten-free, vegan, and vegetarian menus. Call 908-852-2820. When you're wondering where to have your next party, you'll find yourself saying, Where else but Mama's? Would you like to advance your career with a master's degree? Whether you're interested in an MBA, education, counseling, or public administration, Centenary College offers a master's degree program for you with convenient one-night-per-week or online classes that can help you be promoted, earn a higher salary, and take on more interesting work. To learn more, visit centenarycollege.edu slash WRNJ. Discover Centenary College, where your dream career can be just a degree away. Brought to you by Centenary College in Hackettstown. Transfer home to Centenary. WRNJ Radio is easy to listen to everywhere you look. On the AM band at 1510, where we've always been. I was looking for all these things. When they were in the house, I went to the street. 
You know, I was a little troublemaker kid. I wasn't a bad kid. But I used to throw snowballs, throw rocks, and stuff like that. And you say it wasn't in the house, which means what? Well, I had a family structure there, but I didn't accept it. Okay. You know, I went to the street and looked for the love. Okay. I mean, I had a grandfather that took very good care of me. My mother worked. I had my Uncle Jimmy, my Uncle Michael, my Aunt Gladys. They were like my brothers and sisters growing up. But I always went outside because I was always looking for some type of attention. You know, that's a great way to put it. Often young people do seek attention. And what did you do in this attention? seeking behavior that was illegal that started the 25 years behind bars? Well, uh, I was introduced to cocaine, I would say, 1981, 1982, and it, it brought me out of character. It, it, it made me believe that I was somebody who I really wasn't, and then it completely took control, and then I started smoking it, and then I started committing crimes, and then I became homeless. Uh, I stole from my family. I, I stole everything that wasn't nailed down. Uh, I had a lot of anger, a lot of resentment, a lot of hatred, but I was also, I had a lot of hurt. I didn't know how to deal with it at the time, so I... And what put you behind bars for the very first time? Uh, cocaine, you know, and committing crimes. Okay, so you did those crimes. How long were you in? And Well, my, my first time I was in, I went in, in 93, and I was released in 98. How long were you out then? I would say six months. October of 1998, I violated parole, and I was back in. Okay, so I gave dirty urines and stuff like that. And you were in for how long that second time? Uh, I would say a year. Yeah. And I came home, uh, my, my uh, ex had a, my son Christopher, and I was locked up a year after because I was using in between that year. Okay, so drugs really drove a lot of people. Oh, yeah, yeah because it, I was dealing with a lot of hurt and I didn't know how to deal with it. So I medicated myself with the cocaine and the alcohol. And then, of course, the drugs made you do a lot of oh, stupid things. Well, it, it, I don't think it made me, it, I don't think it made me did anything. It gave me the idea and I entertained that thought, so then I committed that. Now, you've just recently been released again. Yeah, yeah. How long have you been out? Uh, about seven months now. Okay, and you're connected with Carl oh, Ministries. Yes, uh, Tony Wood has been a, a, a great inspirational. He's been like my dad. He's helped me communicate. He's uh, had me at speaking engagements, speaking at your church, actually. My right. was fantastic. Uh, I spoke in Chester. I spoke in the, uh, the residential home for the youths. I mean, and, uh, today I'm on the radar, but for the grace of God, uh, my family, uh, I love them, Michael, my mother, Gladys, mm -hmm. I know they're listening and I love you very much. I'm with my family at 110%. Mm -hmm. uh, Is it's, it fair to say you've got a new life right now? Oh, oh shit. Create, you know, you know, it's a, I'm a new creation, you know. Right. Corinthians 5, you know, 517, yeah. you know. Yeah. I'm getting back into life. I, I'm in GED class. I have a part-time job. Uh, I, I have a dog, Jojo. I walk him every day. I'm like, you know, I, I, I tell Tony, I'm like Hazel at the house. I do the laundry. <laughs> I show And we had all this snow this year. And it, it, it's, but it's just fantastic of the support that I have. And my mom, she's been there. She gives me a ride back and forth to GED. She picks me up from work. She's been really, really supportive. And that's something that I've been looking for. Yeah. It was always there now, Frank, but... I always went outside to look for it. Let's shift to another story. Robert, you likewise, early in life, found your way to some trouble. Tell us what started it for you. Uh, what well, started things? Uh, it started with a broken family. My parents split up when I was about nine years old, and uh, certain circumstances came into existence. And it got to the point where I started playing the part of the victim. And I, I didn't want to be responsible for my own choices. 
I placed blame on everybody outside of myself, and ultimately, I, I fell into addiction. And mine was a disease of more. It wasn't just drugs and alcohol. It was a substance, any substance, an idea, anything that I could take that would take me out of myself. Mm-hmm. I would just abuse it to its fullest. And it was fair to say that under the influence of some substance, you committed your first crime? Absolutely. Um, I want to expound on something that Tony said about the statistics about New Jersey has the largest prison system in the, in the world, or the United States, I'm sorry. Right. But I'm, I'm not sure the exact percentage, but over 80% of those crimes are perpetrated through addiction. Like they're fueled by an addiction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that happened to you? Absolutely. What, how old were you at first? Um, my first time experimenting with anything, I was about 14 years old. And behind bars, how old were you? Uh, about 14 years old. Okay, in the juvenile system? Yes. And then once you became 18, obviously, you're an adult. And uh, how old are you these days? Uh, 35 right now. Okay, so between 14 and 35, that's 21 years. How many of those 21 years have you been in prison? Uh, roughly... I want to say about in and out 16, 17 years. Okay, so most of your adult life. Absolutely. Okay, and you've been out since when? Uh, August 5th. So, so both of you, several months. Yes. Okay. Uh, what is your worry? You know the statistics on return, recidivism. Most people return to prison. They, they I guess, can't handle it or just return to the same people, the same environment. So how worried are each of you guys that you're gonna do something stupid and get back there. Um, for, I can speak for myself. Uh, I've learned to take confidence in God beyond myself mm-hmm. because left to my own devices, that's where I end up. Mm-hmm. I, I I run wild with whatever, and I need to stay humble and open to guidance and to remain teachable. Mm-hmm. And part of that, like if it was not for Tony's demonstration on a weekly basis of coming into the jails and, and just demonstrating his own faith, I would have never come to know like the Gospels of Christ the way mm-hmm. that I feel God intended us to hear. Is this the first time that faith, the faith story has been presented to you, Robert? Um, or did you know it as a child? You go to church as a kid? I've, I think? I've had uh, dealings with the church and, and Christianity for a long time. But I could never practically apply it to my own life. Okay. Um, it was just words until it had a, it had a meaning for myself. And I always say, like, I've, I've been a physical prisoner for a long time, but I was a spiritual and emotional prisoner for much longer than that. Wow, that's, that's well said. We're going to take our break, and when we come back, we're going to put this story together. We're going to put the puzzle together a little bit better because you've heard that Tony Wood founder with Jim Hoyt of Carmen Ministries, cares about and reaches out to gentlemen like John and Robert. You've heard John and Robert's story. We're going to hear from Tony when we come back about how he first met them and how this all came to be where it is today and what's going to happen going forward. If you have a thought, comment, or question, give us a call at 908-852-1234. We'll be right back. Calling 521234, and you'll be on Let's Talk About It with Reverend Frank Fallon. Back to the program in just a few minutes on WRNJ. When a 
comes to mega large sales and celebrating their 51st anniversary, Joel, Amy, and Justin at the Hightstown Training Post Appliance and Furniture Gallery have got the real McCoy. If you like savings, we are the green machine. Maybe the best you've ever seen. Hi, the kids. Protect your spouse. Because we are going to shamrock the house. Now through the end of March, get dinner for two at B. McNally's with any purchase over $4.99. Or a free 32-inch flat screen TV with any mattress or furniture purchase over $14.99. And to qualified customers, interest-free financing. We already have the lowest prices on appliances, furniture, and bedding by Seedling, Stones, and Foster. But during March, we are raising the ante. We didn't think ante would bind. Why not show off your house with bargains you won't believe? The march is on, and so is this sale. Now, till the end of the month, the 51st anniversary sale at the Hackettstown Trading Post Appliance and Furniture Gallery, downtown Hackettstown. Being able to keep up with the kids and grandkids this time of year is a top priority. So when regular massage no longer provides the relief it used to from the routine aches and pains of the day, perhaps the relief you seek is found in the Graston Technique. Using a combination of hands and handheld tools, the Graston Technique breaks down crossed fibers and rebuilds mobility and strength. Graston instruments enable therapists to get in small, hard-to-detect adhesions, allowing the therapist to accomplish in 5 to 10 minutes what used to take 15 to 20, and generating faster results with fewer return visits. Let the Graston certified licensed physical therapist at Synergy Physical Therapy and Fitness help you determine if the Graston technique is your ticket from the aches and pains that are crimping your style and depriving you of the active life you've earned and deserved. Synergy Physical Therapy and Fitness, Route 57 Mansfield, behind Ruby Tuesdays. Always online at SynergyPhysicalTherapy.com. Hi, it's Amanda at Route 46 Chevrolet in Bud Lake, and you're going to love our service department. Our high-tech techs will not only make your vehicle purr, they'll make sure it's washed anytime you're here for service. And our hours are designed to fit your schedule. Weekdays, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m., and all day Saturday, 8 to 5. We can do express service while you wait, or if you need a loaner, we have a fleet of new vehicles to choose from. It's all in a day's work at Route 46 Chevrolet in Bud Lake. The St. Patrick's Day Parade, Sunday, March 16th, Hackettstown's biggest event of the year, drawing over 14,000 along Main Street. This year's Grand Marshal, Dennis O'Rourke, will lead over 70 participating groups, including Irish bands, community groups, bagpipes, horses, dancers, and colonial musketeers, among others. Join me, Steve Randolph, for all the excitement live on WRNJ at 3.05. The St. Patrick's Day Parade, Sunday, March 16th. Be there or catch it all right here on WRNJ. This is Let's Talk About It, and if you'd like to talk with Reverend Frank Feller, call now at 852-1234. I certainly hope you're listening carefully, because we are talking today about one of the fundamental issues of life. It's called hope, because when young men and women, but especially as we're speaking today, young men grow up with broken families, without good role models, with influences that drag them away from healthy, wholesome families and living, they get into trouble. When they get into trouble, they get in the prison system. And you've heard from John and Robert, who spent each of them about half of their lives behind bars. 
but they found their way out, and each of them fairly recently, and you've also heard from Tony Wood, who has a passion, a commitment, a calling from God to reach out to such men. Let's put the puzzle together, Tony, by coming back to you and helping our listeners understand when you first met John and Robert and how we got from then to where we are today. All right, I met John, uh, it's been about seven, eight years ago at County Prison, and that's when the relationship started. Uh, a lot of one-on-one spiritual advising, and when he got transferred to state, we can communicate, so the relationship had been in the making. Now, he wasn't coming out to see you, so you go into the prison. <laughs> exactly. So what, tell people what you do when you go in. Exactly, exactly. Well, it really starts with um, Sunday morning worship services, which I've been doing at Warren County Prison for about 16 years, okay? And then um, the guys would sign up for one-on-one spiritual advising, and that's when I really get in their head. Because mm-hmm. the key is they need to understand that they have issues because these issues have been part of their lives and they don't recognize it, but that's who they are. Mm-hmm. So I need to separate them from the issues and let them know that this is not life. And really just give them, give them hope, a new paradigm. Mm-hmm. But I need to know specifically what your issues are, and that's when we get into all kinds of level of abuse and, and Frank I've heard it all I'm sure you have I've heard it all and then I have to let them know that they weren't responsible for what happened to them and then over time and through the power of the gospel I give them the tools to empower themselves to move on as young men so it begins with you going into Warren County uh, Jail to lead a worship service obviously uh, the authorities give you permission to do this and can anyone come to these services or that's right it's voluntary okay and then that's where the relationship begins right we have andy on the line with a thought comment or question good morning andy oh good morning reverend fowler i do have this interject into the conversation i've known a gentleman for several years uh, a former Phillipsburg high school basketball player named ed tarpey and uh, he has like a Christian ministry where he's told me about how he's visited prisons and he's gotten people active in basketball. And uh, so my question basically is uh, if our guests have any, uh, <laughs> any experience with uh, any sorts of sports-related programs being helpful uh, in a prison environment uh, in, in the case of uh, people who are uh, overcoming addictions and getting their lives together. All right. Well, thank you. That's a good question, Andy. And as a sports reporter, we know that that angle for you is important. Let's ask John and Robert. You've spent a lot of time behind bars. Do sports, organized or otherwise, uh, in prison, uh, has that been helpful? Uh, do they exist? And uh, has that all fit in, uh, if, if at all? Well, uh, where I was, uh, they had handball competitions, uh, uh, volleyball. They have the nets. They have certain, you know, like they have family days and stuff like that. They have enough activities. Well, years ago, they cut a lot of activities out because of funding, I believe. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, there's a, there's not uh, much football, but there's a lot of softball. Certain prisons allow bats. Certain prisons don't allow, uh, allow bats. But, yeah, they have some activity. Mostly handball because it's all wall. They have prisons. <laughs> so they paint a couple of blue lines, and, you know, and they, they play handball. And handball is very good for you. It's very, okay. very active. You get good sweat in. So I played a lot of handball, but I also went to a lot of Bible study also. So. <laughs> okay. Any experience with you, Robert? Um, just my own belief on it is uh, any type of team sports, like the emphasis is on teamwork, establishing relationship and communication with other people. So I can, I can see where the advantage in, the, in that area would be. Mm-hmm. But like John was saying, there's not a whole lot of focus or emphasis on actual rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. in the 
system. Mm-hmm. There's voluntary programs and such, but again, you can't. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Indeed, indeed. We heard earlier how Tony, you connected with John, starting at Warren County uh, uh, Jail. Uh, how about with Robert? How did your guys start out? Well, I deal with a lot of guys, and I just asked. For, actually, I met Robert back in '01 in County, but. Now I reflect that he just wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. He was kind of like going through. But as I got to um, talk to Robert more one-on-one, I connected with him. That's the key. One thing, Frank, I don't see these guys as subjects. They're my sons. Mm-hmm. So I, I need to get into their head and understand the dynamics of the family and where their wounds are and help them heal. Sports are great. I, I think it's good it, it, you know, to connect with the guys. But it's that one-on-one mentoring, that discipleship. And um, that's really my strength. Okay. I need to get into the head because if I, don't, if I don't help them identify their wounds and help them heal, the wounds are always going to come back and haunt them. Indeed. Yeah. So walking through the process again, you get permission to do a worship service in a... In a uh, does it always start in county jail or do you go to the state prisons as well? I do it. Well... <laughs> I'm resource limited. I, I've worked in just about uh, at least 15 prisons throughout the state mm-hmm. doing different things, worship service, Bible studies, etc. But it starts either with a worship service or, or a Bible study where I connect. And then those guys who are interested, surprisingly enough, find, they find me. And, and so you go back and the prison personnel allow you to have one-on-one yes. meetings. Uh, how often? Uh, I mean, limits? <laughs> well, it's... It's at their request. Okay. But the key is, I'm going to say, yeah, the one-on-ones in the prison, it's okay. But the key to their success is aftercare. Mm-hmm. Because what I'm finding out, when these guys are part of the system, a standard period of time, they have all these expectations about what they're going to do when they get out and what they're going to do with their family. But their family has existed for four or five years without them. Mm-hmm. So when they get out, there's like this honeymoon period. Everybody, But then after a while, they're in the way. And that's when I have to make myself available to help them walk through. You know, you know, manage your expectations, fellas. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work this way, and I had to do that for both of them. Let's ask Robert, then, what, what did Tony help you most with since you've been out last, since last August? Um, well, from day one, Tony was the first phone call I made, aside from seeing my parents. But I said, I'm home, and I need your help. Like, I want to do this the right way this time. I want to hit the ground running. And... Sometimes just that communication and, and reaffirming the, the relationship is what sets everything else on fire. And I mean, from, from the start, I've been attending service regularly every week. But more than that, like I have a fellowship I'm involved with outside of the church. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like taking what conversations he and I have, any revelations that I might have through that, and expressing it to other people of like mind, like other addicts that are trying to do something more with their lives. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, every morning when I wake up, like, I, I tell myself I am not a victim anymore. Like, this is my life. It's the only one I have. Mm-hmm. And I choose not to waste it, squandering it on, on earthly pursuits mm-hmm. any longer. And for me, more than anything else, it's, it's the relationships we establish with other people on a deep and meaningful level that's when God comes.
comes through the brightest for me. How about in practical ways for either of you gentlemen? Does Common Ministries help you find a job, uh, give you some food? Any of them? I mean, how, how, how have they helped you in other ways? John, <laughs> all, all, all that. Like, I treat them like my son. Some of my, uh, I help them get their driver's license, jobs, connecting with significant people and healthy people in a church, um, clothing through your church, furniture through your church. All of that. So whatever is necessary, mm -hmm. I have to do it. And, and it's not one size fits all, Frank. I have to understand who they are as individuals. And one thing that Rob mentioned is that I don't like working with victims. I And I, I won't accept that. Mm -hmm. I want them to be victorious, and I want them to be self-sufficient. Sure, of course. Which any father does. Exactly. So that's what I harp on. So when I, when, I, when I sense that victim mentality coming out in words, and John will know this, I will shut him down immediately. If he's in a car, I will say, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I think their laughter tells us they've heard that a couple of times, Tony. <laughs> We're going to wrap up our conversation with Tony Wood, with John and Robert, on this whole matter of helping those who've been in prison to reintegrate into society and we're going to let you know how you can help be a part of that very important work when we come back from these messages. This is Let's Talk About It on WRNJ. Reverend Frank Fowler will return to talk to his guest right after these messages. A second opinion is like chicken soup. It might not help, but it couldn't hurt. This is Mark at Amco Total Car Care in Hackensack. If you think you might be having a transmission problem, or if your dealer or local garage says you need to replace your transmission, they may be right. But it couldn't hurt to get a second opinion and possibly save some money. Amco's been doing transmission work for 50 years, and one thing we know is that it's not always an all-or-nothing proposition. We can give you a number of options that could result in a savings of up to 50%. Just have our Amco and ASE Master Certified Technician take a look and we'll let you know if you really need a new transmission or just some minor service. When Mama says, you better shop around, maybe she wasn't talking about transmissions, but you've got to admit, it's still pretty good advice. Come to the Man of Amco for a second opinion. Amco, AAMCO, 400 High Street, Hackettstown. <laughs> Do you have any idea how much fun a really good tricky tray can be? Hi, this is Karen White, and we're having one Friday night, March 14th, to raise funds for our Hope Township School's 8th grade class trip to D.C. The prizes are unbelievable. Four tickets to see One Direction at the Meadowlands, two tickets for Motown on Broadway, a week in Vermont, two nights at the Inn at Millways, a 32-inch flat screen TV, tons of restaurants, several hundred prizes in all. It'll all help send my son Mike and 24 of his classmates to the White House. Say hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. <laughs> it's all happening Friday night, March 14th, at the Hope Township School at the corner of 611 and Johnsonburg Road. Doors open at 6, and the Tricky Trace starts at 7. Tickets are a little cheaper in advance, but you can get them at the door. For more info, go to hopeclassof2014.com. Who knows? Maybe our kids will stay in D.C. and fix this mess. But thanks from everyone in the class of 2014 at the Hope Township School. Can I tell you about a little place I just discovered? It's got an amazing bar, a quiet dining room, live acoustic entertainment on the weekends, and food that's really surprising in a good way. From a great burger to fish tacos to a serious steak and really creative salads, it's the Panther Pub. It's quaint, it's cool, and it's a great place to meet friends for a drink. 
For lunch or dinner, indoor or out. The Panther Pub, Village Square, Panther Valley, Route 517, Alamo G. You're going to like this place. Brought to you by the Panther Pub, Village Square, Panther Valley. Join your friends for happy hour at the Panther Pub. Could see a sprinkle of flurry this morning, then turning out to be partly sunny later today. Temperature 45 to 50. Mostly cloudy overnight, mid-30s. Tuesday, partly sunny and milder. Highs reaching the mid-50s. We'll be looking at a chilly rain on Wednesday. Tell me outside your local station, WRMJ. Once again, here's Reverend Frank Fowler with more of Let's Talk About It on WRMJ. I certainly hope you come away from listening this morning with a great sense of hope. Hope that God has put in every heart the uh, desire to love one another. I believe that with all my heart. And we have heard this morning that Tony Wood is living out that God-given call to love others through Carmen Ministries. And we've got two folks here, John and Robert, who I know are so grateful that Tony indeed has been caring and helping them and loving them. And uh, Tony, you've just repeatedly said you treat all your guys like you're their father. And a father's love is powerful. Let's real sh uh, quickly uh, be sure that folks know that education is a part of what Carmen Ministries does. And so, uh, Robert, talk briefly about how Carmen Ministries has helped you with your educational development after you got out of prison. Um, well, primarily, I, I had been in college classes for psychology and sociology, but that all fell to the wayside with my addiction. Um, as it stands now, I mean, that is a realistic goal for myself um, I'm not going to jump ahead too far and go for my master's or anything like that but I do want to hit the ground running and mm -hmm. immerse myself back into a higher education and through Carmen Ministries he has resources available and connections with others but there's always room for expansion mm -hmm. and uh, so your goal is to go back to college classes absolutely alright and John how about Carmen Ministries and you educationally GED yeah, yeah I'm very proud of being in the GED class uh, I should have did it earlier but again I was busy doing something else mm -hmm. I was only worried about John but since I got enrolled in the GED class uh, Tony's been there he's got me a, a GED book up to date to 2014 I'm working with the math uh, my aunt Gladys brought me a calculator that it's going to be used on the on the test itself on the computer uh, again my mother takes me back and forth to GED but Tony uh, I have to address this he's he's there you know there's there's a lot of words that we don't use today that apply to each person and Tony my dad has consistency he's always been there for me and you know what yes he tells me to shut up when I talk too much but he also listens to me when I'm hurting yeah you know, and uh, but for the grace of God, I have two other brothers, Robert and Frank. They mm -hmm. they helping me with my search, so I can get my license back, so I can be on the road by June. So there's a lot of lot of things that God has done for me. And and you're just both trying to rebuild your lives because once you're behind bars, things just fall apart. And both of you, half your lives have been disconnected yes. from life in in many ways. Tony, say a word educationally about one of your uh, sons in this program, who's kind of the poster child educationally. Yeah, one of one of my my sons, and I don't want to reveal his name, protect his privacy. Um, I met him in the juvenile system. Um, I was able to successfully get him back in high school. He graduated high school with honors, um, went on to college, graduated college with honors, and he's completed a, a master's program about three years ago. And he's a regional regional director for a major telecommunication company. 
and he is my poster child, and I have him go into facilities and actually talk to the young people and encourage them. And there's other people in the private sector, and some are even working in major businesses around town, but I protect their privacy. Of course, of course. I'm a strong supporter of education. I grew up in a setting where I was like the first high school to pull out eight kids. So it was very, very difficult. God bless me with scholarships, and I was able to enter the corporate realm. So I really want to give back my legacy. Mm -hmm. If you go on our website, which is karmaministries.org, there's a tab called Cousin Ellis Scholarship. Um, if you choose so to donate, those funds will be used specifically for secondary education. We, we need to help these guys as far as your education. Most of the juveniles that I meet in the system, I would say we on a, a third or fourth grade level because all the gaps in education yes. and they can't make it in society without that and they need that encouragement. So we've gotten guys in college, junior college, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But I really want to push to get Rob into a secondary education setting. Mm -hmm. So if you want to help, go. And the funds that will go to really specifically help Rob along the way. He's, okay. he's got a job and he's all situated. And we're going to work on getting him his license back. I've got an old car I want to get him, to get him off on the road. Yep. See, my goal, Frank, I want to get these guys up and running and then work with the next group. That is right. And what's going to happen, you implied it already, is, and I'm sure both John, you and Robert would agree with this, <clears throat> as you get your life together, you want to stay connected to Carmen Ministries so that someday you're the ones going back into the jails talking to folks there, and you're a part of making things better for others, Absolutely. just the way they helped you. Absolutely. So a reminder that the website is Carmen Ministry, or Ministries, which is Ministries. Ministries, Carmen Ministries, I-E-S dot com, dot org, org, Carmen Ministries dot org, and on there, there is a place where you can click on and tell us that button so they can make a donation. What is that? Right, well, it's... Uh, Cousin Ellis Scholarship. Also, if you're interested in volunteering, we're set up for all that. You can communicate with me that way. Oh, and that's okay. the most effective way to do it because uh, I'm not an office person. I spend a lot of time on the road. Okay, so commonministries.org to donate, to offer your help, or to find out more. And as, uh, as we close up here, John and Robert, uh, I wish you Godspeed. I'm so pleased you've come into contact with a gentleman that I've known for a long time who has blessed a lot of people, now he's blessing you. And Trinity Church remains committed going forward to be a partner with you in helping both you, John and Robert, and many, many others, until someday there are no prisons and this world is a far better place. Thank you for being with us. Tony, God bless you. It's thank great you, to have you here. Thanks, yes, thank you. Well, the music tells you that our time is up, but we're going to gather again next week. We have another guest and another topic. If you have any suggestions,